Hey friend, welcome back to the show. I'm so glad you're joining me today to discuss a really important topic when it comes to leadership. The principles we're going to talk about apply to leading in your home, at work, or in your community. We're going to look at what the world tells us about leadership and what the Bible tells us about leadership. You won't want to miss this if you truly want to lead God's way, not the world's way. Are you feeling exhausted, burned out, and unfulfilled in your leadership? Do you struggle with perfectionism and people-pleasing? Do you find yourself left with no time or energy to care for yourself and your family? Hey friend, welcome to the Grace-Filled Leader Podcast. I'm Tanya, wife, mom, leader, and Jesus lover. For years, I tried to find success and worthiness the world's way only to feel overwhelmed, anxious, and unfulfilled. It wasn't until I surrendered my life and leadership that I truly found freedom. I discovered that we can be effective, purpose-driven leaders while living a life of peace and abundance. In this podcast, we're going to walk through practical solutions for doing life and leadership God's way. If you want to find fulfillment and lead with purpose, If you want to escape the chaos and find peace, if you want to find the freedom to live the life you were called to, this podcast is for you. Unbutton your blazers, sister friends. It's time to dig in. Do you ever feel like, as a Christian, you're going against the grain and you feel driven by different things? than those around you? Do you feel like your leadership style is not the most celebrated and is counter to the cultural messages surrounding you? Well, guess what? It is probably true. And if so, you're actually probably on the right track. The unfortunate reality is the popular worldview of leadership is one that tends to award power, selfish ambition, arrogance, pride, and pedigree. The whole point of this show is to spread a different message. Jesus paints a picture of leadership that does not align with our popular culture. I believe they were at a critical moment in history. While the world seems to be on a fast track toward godlessness, our faith journey is on display for all of those within our sphere of influence. We have to do our part to spread a message of hope, grace, and love. So how does leading God's way look different than leading the world's way? First of all, God calls us to lead by grace, not by works. Just as we are saved by grace, not by our own works, we ought to live that in the example we set as a leader. The two most powerful tools we have as faith-led leaders are love and grace. Love and grace are far more effective in offering lasting impact than our authority and control. A grace-filled leader will seek to grow and build the giftings of others rather than promoting oneself. They choose service over stardom, meaning they will serve their team members and celebrate the successes of the team 
rather than seeking recognition as individuals. Another aspect of this is in serving the Lord. Rather than seeking to make ourselves known, we should take more joy in making Him known. A grace-filled leader exemplifies humility and patience over arrogance and pride. They care about people over production. Now, that is not to say that work and productivity are not important. Being productive is very important to the success of any business or any team. Without it, your business will fail, thus you will fail your team in being able to provide security and opportunity for growth. But if you first seek to show people that they are valued and cared for, they will be more accepting of expectations around production. The key is helping them to understand how productivity is merely a tool to support them and allows you to get or have the resources they need to effectively do their daily work. A godly leader will seek to connect with people versus control them. They seek giving over getting. They will turn their attention to others before themselves. A godly leader will more often be unpopular than popular according to modern culture. They will seek to live by truth rather than trends. Let's look at a couple of scriptural references around these points. 1 Peter 5 verse 5 says, God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. And Proverbs chapter 20 verse 28 says, Love and faithfulness keep a king safe. Through love, his throne is made secure. In other words, sound leadership is built on love and integrity. None of this is to say that you don't have to worry about the work or address problem behaviors with your team. Sometimes, grace comes in the form of correction and redirection being willing to confront behavior that does not align with your mission, vision, and values, but doing it in a way that leaves room for redemption. When we talk about and think about successful leaders, one quality that people nearly always associate with successful leaders is confidence. Confidence is extremely important in leadership, but confidence in a secular sense is different than confidence in a spiritual sense. Confidence is most often associated with boldness and self-assurance. The definition of confidence per Merriam-Webster is full of conviction or being certain, having or showing assurance and self-reliance. And it's noted in Webster that a more obsolete meaning is trustful and confiding. As we look at scripture, confidence is synonymous with trust. So I would argue that that obsolete meaning of the word according to Merriam-Webster is actually more in line with a biblical meaning of confidence. It is a trust or faith in God, certainty and assurance of our relationship with God, a sense of boldness that is dependent on our acceptance by God, our identity in Christ, 
and a conviction that our, our, our identity, our eternity, is secure in God. It's not a trust or assurance in ourselves or a conviction that we are the masters of our own destiny, but rather a secure and lasting trust in God our Father, our Lord Jesus Christ, and His Spirit that lives and works in us and through us. We are not the authors of our destiny. God is. The confidence of a godly, grace-filled leader comes from a trust and reliance upon God's strength and ability. Secular leadership often boasts of being self-made. Worldly leaders see success as the sum of their own accomplishments, rather than attributing their successes to God and His work done through them. The reality is, we are not self-made. We are God-made and God-appointed. Without God, we are sorely inadequate for the assignment. Great leaders are not always the most qualified or polished by the world's standards, but God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies those he calls. Take Moses, for example. He was called by God, through a burning bush no less, to lead the Israelites out of slavery and into the promised land. The Bible says he was slow in speech, and he even questioned God, saying, Why me? He didn't see himself as qualified, but God assured Moses of his presence and proved himself trustworthy. As Exodus chapter 3, verses 11 through 15 says, But Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? And God said, I will be with you, and this will be the sign to you that it is I who have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you will worship God on this mountain. Moses said to God, Suppose I go to the Israelites and say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they ask me, What is his name? Then what shall I tell them? God said to Moses, I am who I am. This is what you are to say to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. God also said to Moses, Say to the Israelites, The Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever, the name you shall call me, from generation to generation. Like Moses, many of you may see yourselves as unqualified and not natural-born leaders, but God, the great I Am, is enough and is more than qualified. If God calls you to lead, He will qualify you and He will be faithful in giving you His words and His will for the kingdom work you are called to do this side of heaven. It is not easy work, it is not popular work, but it is purpose-filled work that brings glory to Him when done according to His will and His timing. Before I close, I want to recap the 10 qualities that exemplify a spiritual versus secular approach to leadership. First, lead with love and grace versus authority and control. 
Seek to edify and empower others rather than promote yourself. Number three, choose service over stardom. Number four, exemplify humility and patience over arrogance and pride. Number five, care about people over production. Number six, seek to connect versus control. Number seven, seek giving over getting. Number eight, seek truth over trends. Number nine, draw confidence from a trust and reliance upon God's strength and ability, not a reliance on self. And number 10, attribute success to God and his work done through you and those you lead versus claiming success as the sum of your own accomplishments. My friends, draw your trust, your confidence in the Lord and his faithfulness. Let his light shine through you in your leadership. And until next time, be grateful and grace-filled. I pray this episode blessed you, spoke to you, or encouraged you in some way. If so, please share it with a friend and head on over to Apple Podcasts to leave me a review. That's the only way for me to know if you are enjoying the show. Nothing blesses me more than to hear from you. Also, come on over to our free community, the Grace-Filled Leader Facebook group. This is a great place for us to support one another on our faith and leadership journey. Now to Him who can do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine, according to His power that is at work within us. Ephesians 3.20 Until next time, God bless you, friend.